Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So thankful to have you once again another week sharing with us. We are so excited about your future and I want to thank all of you so much for supporting this podcast. So many of you have communicated with us and let us know that this podcast is strengthening you and blessing you. And for that, we're incredibly grateful. Thank you so much for being such a partner with us in this process of empowering, exposing leaders to the greatest strategies and even expose them to some of the greatest thought leaders we bring in from time to time that can be a blessing to your life. You know, what makes Next Level Leader podcast so special is that we're consistently bringing you, we believe, things that could be a good shot in the arm for you to help you as a leader every week. Stay motivated, stay focused on accomplishing what we know you've been placed on the planet to accomplish. So to that end, we thank you. Today, I want to get right into our teaching today and share with you over these next 20 minutes or so this idea of maintaining your confidence. If there's anything a leader should understand, it's the power of confidence, having a sense of surety about yourself. Without that assurance, without that confidence, you lack the ability to lead others. People can sense when there is self-doubt. So I want you to really pull it together today and I want you to take good notes because I want to help you understand how to maintain confidence, even in the midst of difficulty and in the midst of setbacks, you can still do this. Romans 8, 37 says something very powerful. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, more than conquerors. This word comes to us as a foundational scripture to really put in perspective that people who are walking in confidence are people who are overcomers. People who are high-level achievers are people who have come through much, overcome it, and are still producing at high levels. Not people on the side of the road, licking their wounds, complaining, talking about what happened, but people that have a sense of resilience and that spirit to go get it are people who maintain confidence. I want to give you some things that I believe will help you today because I don't want you to lose sight of your confidence. The first is I don't want you to forget who you are. You have to remember who you really are, what you're made of. You got to know something that God made you with some incredible things he deposited within your life. And that's why I love that scripture in Philippians 1 and 6, the thing that God started in you, he would perform unto the day of Jesus Christ. That, that means that God, God made something special when he made you. Nobody else is like you. So you got to know who you are. You are a child of God with destiny on your life. You are a person who God has laid his hand on and given incredible gifts. And in all of that, regardless of what other people may say, call you, identify you with, how they may categorize you, never lose sight that you are a child of God. Royal priesthood, a chosen generation, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You are blessed going in and blessed coming out. 
Everyone, the soul of your foot shall tread. God will give to you. That's who you are. You are God's chosen. So never forget who you are. There's one thing that the children of Israel had to remember is who they are. And God liberated them out of Egyptian bondage. And God spoke to Moses. No matter what had happened to them, no matter how the Egyptians had called them slaves and had minimized who they were, God said, tell Pharaoh, let my people. They were never anything other than God's people. Because God said, these are my people. I don't care what people say about them. They still belong to me. You ever notice how God always reminds us who we are? The woman with the issue of blood was called the woman with the issue of blood, nameless woman in scripture. But when Jesus heals her, he says, daughter, <laughs> your faith has made you whole. That's powerful. How powerful is it that God would yet name me when others won't even claim me? I have to know who I am. And secondly, I must remember whose I am. I must understand that I am God's child. As a leader, I got to remember my confidence is tied to the fact that God takes care of me. God doesn't birth children he doesn't take care of. And so as a consequence, my confidence is tied to my lineage. I know that I am a child of God. See, I want my children to walk around with a sense of confidence because they have confidence in their father's ability, their mother's ability to take care of them. They know what name they have. It's not arrogance, it's confidence. You are a walker. I put this in my children. You are a walker. Know who you are. Well, guess what? You got to know who you belong to. You belong to a God who has never lost a case, a God who has cattle on a thousand hills. You got to know whose you are. And when you know whose you are, you know whose hands you're in. You see, oftentimes we lose sight of that. Because if a person doesn't know who they are, it's a direct result of their not knowing whose they are. The two are inextricably bound together. And when you understand that, you'd be amazed. I mean, you would be blown away at how many things you could get done with a level of confidence just simply walking in who you are and whose you are. Now, this next principle, I won't take a little time and talk about. I mean, it may take me a while to walk through this one, but this is so important. Listen to me. You draw strength from the battles you've already won. When you look back over your life, you look at the things that you've had to go through. And the fact that you are listening to me right now, maybe a few scars, but you came through it. You survived it. And it's there you have to draw strength. You draw strength from battles that you've won. Rather than be discouraged by what's in front of you, you draw strength from what has happened behind you. The reason David was able to defeat Goliath, because David said, wait a minute, <laughs> I, I, I beat a lion and a bear with my bare hands. In other words, I, I have something in my portfolio. I've got some wins in my past that I can draw strength from. So if God did that, then I can handle Goliath. Whatever giant is in your life, draw strength from what God allowed you to overcome in your past. You've already overcome the rejection. You've overcome being laid off. You've overcome that season when you were sick. You've overcome the season when they were talking about you and you won. You came out of it. So what makes you think you can't come through it now? You have to begin to chronicle these things in your spiritual memory as a leader. And you got to begin to say, wait a minute, every single time I go through something, I go back to my spiritual download, to my file, I pull it out. 
And I can say if God did it then, he can do it again now. Give yourself some credit. Pat yourself on the back. Thank God for what you already survived, the things you've already got the victory over. Because that is what will give you confidence. It's the battles you've already won. The things you've already overcome. I tell people all the time, we're nervous about going to grad school. Can I go to law school? Can I go to medical school? I'm nervous about this. I'm like, did you come to undergrad? Did you do it? When you were in high school, were you afraid that you weren't going to make it through college? Did you get there? They did. I tell people that come through graduate school, they're afraid to go into the job market. They're ready, but they have some anxiety. So I'm like, did you come through all of that? See, when you draw strength from where you've been, that's why the Bible talks about, therefore, seeing we have this great cloud of witnesses. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How powerful is that? That we have this cloud of witnesses that give us a revelation of what has already been accomplished. We draw strength from our history. And it gives us so much authority and confidence as we pursue our destiny. Think about all the things you've already overcome. And I want you to pull yourself together and remember that in all these things, you're more than a conqueror. But the next thing I want to share with you is the ability to be intentional about getting better every day. You know, last week I talked about how leaders are always learning. But getting better every day means I want to do something every single day to enhance my vision, enhance my leadership ability. One of the things I tell people all the time, I say, listen, if you want to get to that next level, stop competing with others and compete with who you were yesterday. My greatest competition is myself. I'm competing with who I was yesterday. And if I can look over my life and I can trend better than I did yesterday, I can trend better than I did last year then to God be the glory. You see how this works out? Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works out. You have got to get to a place where you say, I want to get better, better in my prayer life, better in my relationship with God, better in my relationship with my family. I want to get better as a leader. That's why you are listening right now, getting strategies, getting principles that can help you become better, a better leader. That's what we do. That's how we do it. We as Next Level Leaders truly believe that God has given us a space that we can always be getting better, that people think we have tapped out. I don't believe in those ceilings. I don't subscribe to, well, maybe you've reached your peak. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I don't let people define my peak because I'm always trying to stay relevant and trying to get better, and I have confidence that I can be better than I was last year, every single year. This year of 2021, you have got to determine you'll be better than you were in 2020. And you got to keep striving. You got to keep pushing forward. And you got to keep doing all the things that are necessary to make sure that you do get better. And I know you can do it. But here's the other thing. Listen carefully. Give no room to fear. Fear is your enemy. Fear is a spirit. And what hinders so many people from doing extraordinary things is that they have fear. Fear in the acronym is false evidence appearing real. You see, when you are a leader and you let fear cripple you, it literally contributes to a lack of confidence. Your boldness, your authority is jeopardized wherever fear steps in. And my question to you today is, why are you so afraid? Where does that fear come from? Any leader who is worth their salt, they don't fear failure. They don't fear 
doing things for the first time because they understand they've been called to do it. When you are a conqueror, you got to decide now. I'm going to take authority over fear. I'm going to walk in the spirit of faith because there cannot be fear and faith at the same time like there can't be oil and water. Your faith must transcend all of your fears and you must come to a place where either you're going to do this or you're going to tuck your tail and run. Never be afraid of any challenge in front of you based on what you've already have survived and come through. It's just another class. It's just another degree. It's just another opportunity. But guess what? You were born for this. I'll keep saying it over and over again. You were born for this. You got this. You can do this. See, it's important. I've seen so many leaders just afraid. It just, it, it's just so troublesome. I don't know where it comes from, but leaders get afraid and don't know how to move forward. And I'm wondering, how in the world can this be with all that God has done in your life? You've got to overcome this spirit of fear. But God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You got this. You got this. Ladies and gentlemen, you have got to get to a point in your life now more than ever. You take complete authority over this spirit of fear. And you have got to make certain. Here's my next point. You have to look and act like you deserve to be at the table. Let me say that again. You have to look and act like you deserve to be at the table. Do you hear that? I see people at tables of influence and they're sitting back, timid, looking around, starstruck, wondering how in the world do they get there? But let me tell you something. You got to look like you deserve to be there. You got to walk. Confidence is, I, I believe I'm supposed to be there. That's the metamorphosis in the narrative of Mephibosheth. When he comes out of Lodabar, Ziba comes to get him. He's a cripple. And he comes before King David. And King David says, I'm going to bless you for your father's sake. And he calls himself a dead dog. He calls himself a dead dog because he lacks confidence. He can't believe that somebody like him, who's a cripple, who's been thrown out of society into Lodabar, is actually going to have a seat at the table. But the Bible says in verse 13 of 2 Samuel 9 that he is at the king's table, still crippled, but he's at the table. And you got to get to a point where you absolutely believe, I deserve to be here. This is where God wants me to be. I should be at this table by any means necessary. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something. You have a right to be at the table of influence, the table of change. I tell people all the time, you got to know getting to the table is the issue. I'm not trying to get on a platform. I don't need a stage. Stages for entertainment, platforms, stroke egos, but deals are made at the table. When you get at the table, that's where change happens. That's where transformational things occur. And when you show up at the table, I need you to have a sense of confidence, like you have something to offer because you wouldn't be at the table if God had not placed something in you that's going to be transformational and empowering at that table. But I want to share this with you. Don't dwell on your failures, but celebrate your fruit. Anybody can be histrionic and complain about what has happened and all the bad things in their past. And sometimes that's really a result of your lack of confidence and your thinking that maybe you don't deserve to be here and because of the mistakes you made and because of people remembering what happened years ago, you got to get out of that guilt, man. God has already forgiven you 
You're not a perfect person, but you're a great leader. And you got to get to a point where you say, you know what? That's water under the bridge now. This new season of my life is going to be the most amazing. And now I'm going to walk in this season and I'm going to produce the kind of fruit that God wants me to produce. Herein is my Father glorified. John 15 says that you bear much fruit. Not that you complain about your failures. Not that you sit back and lament about all the mistakes you made and talk about how, well, I tried it and I messed up or I never finished a book or I never did this. Let me tell you something. You have to celebrate your fruit. Look at your life now and begin celebrating your accomplishments. Just like you celebrated what you want, celebrate your accomplishments. Celebrate the things that you've already done, you've overcome. Celebrate the fact that you, you're saving money. Maybe you've got a, your first house. Celebrate that. Celebrate the fact that you paid off a credit card, or that you, you finally got the business plan done. Celebrate that. Don't always talk about what's wrong. Start lifting up what's right. Whatever things are honest and pure, and if there be any virtue, there be any praise, right? Think on these things. Think on those things of good report. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Get to a place in your life where you say, I can celebrate the fruit. I can take a moment and say, you know, God, I want to thank you for allowing me to accomplish this task. Sometimes we just keep moving and we, 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 God gives us great victories and we just don't celebrate it. We don't pause and just take a moment and just think about that. You graduate, stop, celebrate it. You paid off a credit card, stop, celebrate it. You got the business deal. Stop, celebrate it. Take a moment, stop, and celebrate the fruit. Spend more time celebrating the fruit than you do lamenting over your failures, chronicling what has gone wrong in the past and how you messed up and how you missed it. This is what changes your language and changes who you are as a leader. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Confidence is the key. I know as a leader, when I'm looking for people to hire, looking for people to bring alongside me, I'm looking for confidence. I can sense doubtful people. I can sense insecurities. I can see it a mile away. But when leaders are trying to attract the best and the brightest, they're looking for people with confidence. If you want to be that person that gets opportunity and goes to the next level, you work in real estate, you got to have confidence to believe you can sell that house. <laughs> You can't go in there like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit. No, go in there like, I believe I'm going to close this deal. I believe that this business is going to prosper. I believe my family is going to make it. This is the confidence that you have to have. You have to, even when you pray, the scripture says you got to have the confidence that if you ask anything in his name, it shall be done. How we approach God boldly is about confidence. Everything we do must be done with the spirit of confidence. Or might I add, God for this. It is so important, ladies and gentlemen, that we walk in confidence. And I, I really hope that this podcast, I hope this episode has been a tremendous blessing to you. I've learned many years ago, nothing gets done to people who second-guess themselves, timid people. But people that walk in a room, when you walk in a room and you can control the narrative, you walk in a room and control attention and demand respect, without opening up your mouth because you walk in with confidence, it can go a long way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want you to work on that confidence. Be all who God called you to be. Confidence. When you take that test, confident in that program you're in, confident in all the things you put your hand to in business. You can do this.
Three things I want you to do. I ask for them after every podcast. You know it. First, follow me on social media at Joseph Walker 3. I would love to be connected to you. Share my Instagram platform with as many folks as you can. Secondly, I'd love for you to order my new book, Leadership and Loneliness. It will bless your life. Please do it. Go to josephwalker3.org. And then thirdly, if you don't mind, please share this podcast with as many people as you can on your platform. Tell them to subscribe. If it's blessing you, then I pray it blesses someone else. I want to thank y'all so much. And man, I appreciate you so much for being connected. I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours until next time. You be blessed. And remember to walk in confidence. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting 